This is Hope FM. We have two special guests this morning, Christina Pengele and Councillor Viv Charrett, who arrived nice and early and are well settled uh, in our warm studio this morning. What's the temperature going to be? 15 or something today. 15, Bright right. skies out there at the moment. All right. Well, that's... This is the world's hottest room, by the way, in the summer. <laughs> um, this is... Yeah, so... Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll keep us well. Well, welcome, ladies. It's nice to have you here. Uh, Christina, we'll start with you. Um, you're actually not English, so where are you from? Well, good morning. Thanks. I'm actually Canadian, but I am English by connection to with my family. My children were born here uh, and were raised here and have gone to local schools. So I am Canadian, but I am a bit of an Anglophile. <laughs> so how long have you been here? Uh, almost 25 years. Oh, you're home from home, isn't it? it 25 it is. years. And that it was is. just to Bournemouth, not anywhere else. That's right. That's right. So I married a Bournemouth lad and uh, we used, uh, we were just sitting here waiting to go to Canada. And then we realized actually... Bournemouth is a really, really beautiful town. And, well, the whole area is absolutely beautiful. So what brought you to Bournemouth? Um, My husband's work, originally. And then when that ended, we were going to go off to Canada, but then we just kept getting more jobs. So we had to to stay. And uh, it's a beautiful place, actually, to live. It really is. So if you've been here 25 years, what did you used to do in Canada? Um, Well, uh, I actually left Canada right after university. So I used to work in project management um, and uh, I worked around Europe a little bit. Um, in fact, I met my husband in Budapest. So, um, and then we came here. So yeah, it's mostly project management um, and working in IT. Well, that's an incredibly good background to what actually you're doing now because you're the manager for the Christchurch bid. That's right. So for people that don't know, tell us what the Christchurch bid is. Absolutely. So the bid stands for Business Improvement District, and it is a not-for-profit company that is led by the businesses. The businesses of Christchurch within the district do pay a small levy, And from that, we assess with them what they would like to see in Christchurch, whether it be more events, uh, beautifying the town, uh, bringing in uh, deals or uh, help with utilities, for instance. We work for the businesses of Christchurch. And do you get funding from that, from any external sources? Um, we have been very lucky. We have been a recipient of uh, a few grants as well. And in fact, uh, the Children's Tea Party that I'm going to talk about has been a recipient of the National Lottery Fund for the Jubilee events. So we are we are very, very lucky that way that we have been able to receive some grants. Um, we have also a grant to put on a fantastic Arts by the Sea comes to Christchurch in September. So we're, we're very fortunate to be able to put that on. So if you ballot all these people in Christchurch as to what they want, what are the big headlines in that? Um, for businesses, of course, in Christchurch, if you've been, everybody's been there, um, their biggest issue is actually parking. Um, they want to see, uh, you know, better parking facilities, better um, pay rates. Uh, they also want to see more events in town. So we uh, we do have a summer of street music and um, and 
and and the Arts by the Sea Festival and, of course, the Jubilee events that are coming on, too. Um, I'm also working on, at the moment, trying to sort out utility packages for the businesses. Of course, we all have issues, don't we, with our electricity and gas. And, of course, that affects businesses, which, of course, then have to be... the. Pr- the prices have to be passed on to the public. And, of course, they don't want to do that either. Everybody wants to have good value. So I, I do a lot of work behind the scenes trying to get the best deals for our our clients, our businesses. Um, sounds like a lot of work. So is it just you doing this? I'm afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I am the bit at the moment. I have got two wonderful um, students working uh, on a six-week placement from the event management um school at the Arts University Bournemouth um, and they have been incredibly um, uh, helpful they are collating actually all of the fantastic heritage and nature trails that are found in Christchurch we're even putting on, uh, together a um, murder mystery trail and a ghost trail as well and that's going to be available on paper form and online so you know you can just walk around with your phone in Christchurch and go on these fantastic trails. So we're really excited about that. But yes, the answer to your question, it's what you see is what you get. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're here to talk specifically about a children's tea party, which you mentioned that you got a grant for from the National Lottery, Saturday the 4th of June. So what was the idea behind this? I think... With with the tea party, there it was twofold. We really wanted to bring attention to the venue that we're holding it, which is Druid Gardens. Um, it's the only sort of urban garden in and around Christchurch. It's run by the Friends of Druid Gardens, and they do a magnificent job of um, support. Well, supporting the wildlife in there. There is an amazing amount of wildlife there. And in fact, we have a nature trail that we're going to hand out to kids at the the tea party. Um, And if you do come, you will find a lot of the gardens will be closed off. For instance, because they are, the birds are nesting now in June and we don't want the birds' nests to be, um, well, having their feathers ruffled, I suppose. And, um, and then, but we will explain to children why they can't go into certain parts of the garden, for instance, because of the birds nesting and, and, uh, encourage them to understand sometimes why they, you know, nature, you know, how nature works. And it's right on their doorstep. So it's a fantastic opportunity to come and, uh, watch all the little wildlife running around and Uh, flying. So what's actually going to happen at the tea party? So the tea party, we have some excellent local uh, entertainers and this was, this is why we got the grant that we were we wanted to bring in local, local entertainers. And we also have 200 free tea boxes um, that we're handing out and we have reached out to a lot of people, premium kids at the local schools, um, so they can come and enjoy their local environment as well. Um, but we've got yoga from uh, Lisa Murphy. We've got arts to educate tent, so a fantastic arts um, and crafts tent. We've got Jamie Jigsaw, who... You know, if you're under the age of 15, everybody knows who Jamie Jigsaw is. That's stilt walking, circus workshop. Um, and then we have Carl Sell Music and Drama. And they're going to be doing um, music with kids as, as, um, as young as three months. So we have an array of activities for children from three months to 13. We also have a cupcake competition that is going to be, um, 
judged by a local junior baker and um, hopefully a, a celebrity chef coming up from the food festival. So we've got some great stuff. And we also have the town crier and the mayor opening up the, um, the show. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We're going to have all the pomp and circumstance of, uh, of what a Jubilee event should have. So sounds a busy day. What, what sort of time does it start and finish? It starts at 11 o'clock in the morning, so everybody can sleep in. And it goes until 4 o'clock. And it's, it's a really great place to be for kids kids as the Christchurch Food Festival will be on on the same day and we all know how popular that is so it will be a fantastic respite for um, you know kids who want to get away and have their own sort of food festival as well. So how many people do you expect? Well we've got 200 tea boxes to give away so (laughs) and and we actually have orders for 200 so we know that 200 kids are going to come Um, but yeah we're hoping you know, around that. And yeah. is it free? It's absolutely free. So Jamie Jigsaw is, all his performances are free. The arts and crafts tent is free. There's cookie decorating. So come and decorate your cookie crown. Uh, the yoga, the yoga is all free. 20 minutes. Great for kids and parents to do. Everybody loves a little yoga. Uh, and the and the music and drama classes, again, everything is free. Um we also have the nature trails are free, everything. It's just, it's everything for kids. So Saturday the 4th of June starts at 11, finishes at 4. Everybody is welcome, but... Absolutely, you, please you know come. So apart from people listening to the programme this morning, if people want to find out about it, how do they find out all the details? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of ways to find out. Uh, we have a Facebook page, um, Christchurch Bid. We also have our own website under the events section, ChristchurchBid.co.uk. And you should find all of the information there, how you can enter the cupcake competition and find out times of when everything's going on. And we're joined by our second guest this morning, Councillor Viv Charrett, who's the Deputy Mayor as well. I am, yes, just recently made. <laughs> and you've been a councillor, actually, for a long time, not just in this area. So tell us about that. Yes, around here I've been a town councillor for about two and a half years. Um, but before that, I moved down from Hertfordshire, where I lived for 40 years. And I was a, a parish councillor there for 16 years. So I've been doing that for a while. Some people think being a councillor is just such an easy job. It's not, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. But um, it, it's good because, you know, you're very much at the centre of what goes on in an area. And, you know, you get to know everything. And you get to know so many people so quickly. I mean, when I moved down here, um, I came down to be with my family, my, my daughter and son-in-law and new baby, as he was then. And, uh, you know, when you've moved from somewhere where you live for 40 years and you know everybody, you're suddenly somewhere where you don't know anything or anybody. And, and coming on to the town council is a brilliant way of making friends and finding out what's going on and feeling that you're really involved in a community. So you can't just decide, well, I'm going to be a councillor. No, it's I mean... a bit it, more complicated. It, it, it was completely serendipitous. That's a good word, isn't it, for me. Um, having moved down here, you know, we, and then we were in COVID, so we weren't doing a lot uh, to get out to make friends. And then very unfortunately, one of the local councillors, Colin Bungie, who'd been a local councillor for years and had done a lot for the community he very unfortunately died of covid so they had to have a 
um, a co-option um, uh, for somebody to uh, take over the, this place. And I was very lucky that I got selected for that. And, and uh, it's been a very interesting two and a half years since then. So what's some of the interesting things that you've done as a councillor? Well, the, I mean, the interesting thing about Christchurch Town Council is that it's a new organisation. S- since the um, sort of takeover, merger, how, whatever you call it, um, of Christchurch being merged into BCP, um, one of the um, after effects of that was the creation of a town council, which is the next bottom level of, of local government. Um, and so they're starting from scratch, um, you know, from a standing start of getting involved in things and, and learning how to be a town council. So being involved in that from very early days it is very interesting and seeing what you can do for the town that wasn't already being done and, uh, you know, get involved in things that people will appreciate and see that you're doing. Some people think Christchurch is probably the poor partner in this uh, <laughs> uh, amalgamation, but I did mention as you came in earlier that actually you did uh, give the name to another <laughs> part of the world. So there's a Christchurch in New Zealand and there's me saying, of course, there's no Bournemouth and Poland. <laughs> what did Christina tell us? Go on. Oh, there's a Bournemouth in Saskatchewan in Canada. So Bournemouth, Saskatchewan, if you're ever smack dab in the middle of Canada, you'll find it. So every day is a school day. I didn't know that, but certainly Christchurch is there. So one of the things that you're going to be involved in, certainly as we come up with these celebrations, is a beacon lighting. So tell us what that actually really means. Well, it's one of those things that's happened every time you have a big jubilee and other major national events as well, um, that beacons are lit all over the country. Um, and in this case, um, you know, it's a tradition that goes back hundreds of years. You know, they used to be on the top of hills and transfer messages between hills and, and communicate across the country with big fire beacons on high points. But for the moment, um, it's... Um, it's the first day of the four-day jubilee weekend and beacons will be lit all over the country i think at the moment there are about four and a half thousand beacons being lit um and there it's all happening at nine forty-five in the evening on the 2nd of june and everybody in the country is doing it at exactly the same time so as a town council we want to get involved in that and make it happen but not just to have the lighting of a beacon, which, you know, people would be there for five minutes and then go away again. <laughs> um, we wanted to make a really interesting evening event for everybody to come along, families and all sorts of things like that. So we've got um, the whole event is going on from 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. Um, the early part is, is largely just um, a, a couple of little fun fair things and a, some catering and a bar, you know, just for people to come along and listen to music and chill out on the grass. Um, but from about half past seven, um, we've got um, the British Legion band playing. We've got the funky choir coming and singing things. And then we have an amazing um, children's procession all the way along the front of the beach from Avon Beach along to Muddyford Quay. Um, We've got several hundred children. We've got guides and scouts um, with little lights. It's a a lit candlelit procession um, followed by some of the local schools coming along in the procession. And that will all happen at nine o'clock in the evening uh, and led by the piper. We have the Bournemouth piper piping them along the walkway, which should be absolutely brilliant. Um, So it's going to be very visual because it's just getting to sunset at that time. And they should arrive back on the field at the back of Buddyford Quay at about 9.20 
and then you know, enjoy themselves, mill around, and then we go to the beacon lighting at 9.45. Quite a spectacular thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really yeah. will be. And I have to say, the beacon that we've got, if anybody's going down to Muddyford Quay, even before then, to have a look at it, um, the beacon is, is enormous and has been made by Reed Steele for us in the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've done it completely for free, installed it, made it, and they've done a brilliant job. So everybody makes their own beacons. There isn't a sort of box standard beacon that you, you, you get. Can, you can buy some beacons, um, yeah. which are largely smaller ones, oil-fired or gas-fired. Yeah. But there is a design on the government website for a big, you know, full-blown fire. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what Reed Steele have made it to that design. Right. And it's about a metre diameter and about a metre and a half tall, and it's on a three-metre pole. So you'll be able to see it from a long, long way away. So who's going to light the beacon? Well, the mayor is lighting it um, with help from scouts. So whether she's on a scout's shoulder or a scout's on her shoulder is, is a bit questionable. Um, <laughs> could be dangerous, but, that. It, it could be, yeah. So um, the scouts are there to help, but uh, we've had advice from the fire brigade. So yep. <laughs> I, I can't resist telling you this story, even though it's you that's telling us all about the beacon, <laughs> is that I once met and interviewed the Queen's event organiser. And it was a fascinating, uh, 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 well, it was not just just the interview just letting him tell stories mm. because what he said was that everybody thinks that when things are organized for the queen everything goes perfectly yeah. well yeah. he said what you don't know is just how many things go wrong yeah. and he said he told the story about one of these particular beacon lightings mm. that mm. she did which i believe was in windsor mm. and obviously there was the beacon there and there was wood and all the rest of it and the idea of it in the particular case was that there was a, a line of gunpowder <laughs> that went along towards the beacon yeah. and that she would light it and it would fire mm. and it would shoot along the ground and then the beacon would go up in flames yeah. and everybody would clap yeah. so the interesting thing was the army were involved in this and they knew that sometimes things go wrong so inside the beacon there was an electronic ignition oh if the gunpowder didn't work in the dramatic way that it was supposed to do. So there they were, the Queen lit the gunpowder, the line went along and it stopped (laughs) before it got to the beacon. And so the army ignited it electronically and it all blazed up and everything. And the Queen turned to the people around and said... You didn't really need me, did you? (laughs) (laughs) So it's an absolute true story. But I'm sure your lighting of the beacon is going to go totally to plan. Fingers (laughs) crossed. So remind us of the details again. Yeah, it's on Muddyford Quay. Um, When you get to Muddyford Quay, there is a big grassy area behind it. And it's right by the sea as it it pokes out into Christchurch Harbour. So Muddyford Quay between 5 and 10 p.m. on Thursday, the 2nd of June. and uh, The event is completely free, and we look forward to seeing as many people there as possible. Sounds great, as does the party as well on mm. the 4th of June. So thank you so much for coming in. This is Hope FM.